it was so cool to hear what this person has done, him and his wife. This is a friend of mine who has been inspirational in many ways, most of all through his great character, just a good person. You know, those ones that you want to be with often because they are calming, they're kind, they're just good people. And quite often they don't even know how good they are probably because they're so humble. Well, as I was talking to this friend of mine, we were talking about investors, people that uh, not just investors, I guess realtors would be a better term, but those who have uh, invested in real estate. And as I mentioned that there's people that have had, that have two, three, four, five different houses that they're renting out and in an economy where we live in Utah, the real estate market has just been insanely growth oriented over the last few years in particular. And so as I mentioned to him about other people investing, he reminded me that him and his wife are about ready to have their third property, two of them as rental units and all of these single family residences, but two rental units and then their main home. He mentioned that they were just about two months away from that. And then they got me thinking, he's only in his late 20s, his wife, even younger than that, I believe. He hadn't actually been a U.S. citizen for, I think he's actually under three months, three or four months as a U.S. citizen. And yet he has not even 30 years old, has a couple investment properties. Now we know of like Dave Ramsey was a millionaire in real estate at a, I think in his late twenties and he made a ton of money and he talks about very candidly that he lost a ton of money and then made it again. And we know of, you know, other people, you might know friends, family that are doing well with investments or like rental properties and such. But this is someone that I know and someone who's not making so much money that you think, oh, of course they have investment properties. They're, you know, top of the middle, the top of the, the, the financial heap, if you will, or they're making a ton of money. This is someone that I've known for the last few years. But most importantly, it's someone that did this in a very wise way. You know how there's all kinds of investing books on real estate and, and people talk about doing some crazy things, borrow a ton of money on credit cards, uh, buy this property by calling this 1-800 number, or I'll teach you how to invest. Well, what they did is what anyone could do. Matter of fact, you could do it. I could do it. It's this way. You have your first home or your second home or whatever it is. And at that point in time, you know how the average homeowner in, in America, I believe they're moving about every six years now. So when you go to move again, what if instead of selling that home, and I'm not saying you need to sell it or don't sell it, but what if instead of selling the home, you fixed it up nicely and you rented it out and you rent it out for a good fair value. That's what my wife taught me as well. You rent it out for a good fair value, not too much, but not too little enough, not just to only pay off the mortgage, but to have some cash flow, good amount of cash flow. But you don't want to charge so much that you get poor tenants. You want to make sure that the pricing is so good that people are clamoring to be in your investment property. They want to rent from you. And if you do that and you have this modest home that you bought, the first home that you bought, it's modest. You maybe even pay down in the first six years a ton of money on it. So the mortgage is pretty small and the cash flow is really good. And then what do you do? You take a little bit of money out or maybe you've saved some good amount of money for your second home. You move into that second home, you're renting out the first one, and you make sure the first home's not too far away from your second home because you might have to do some repairs and such or hire a company to do it, but you want to stay pretty close. You want to do things like make sure you have periodic checks on the home, make sure it's in great condition. You want to make sure you have a very well-documented contract that's been through your legal team. You want to make sure that you've done background checks on those that you're renting to. You want to make sure that 
you're renting to people that are doing very well financially so that they're able to pay for that rental. And you want to make sure that you have long-term tenants, two, three, four years if possible. You want to make sure you have a list of people that can move in after this family moves out. A list of people that are for sure wanting to move in. Three, four, five, six, seven people or families deep. Well, then you get your second home and you live in that for five, six, seven, eight years, nine, ten years. You know what the average American does and then you want to move again and that's fine. But on the second property, what if you rented that out as well? Doing the same thing. Now you have that list, by the way, of several people that want to move into your first property. And your second property is not too far away, but it's in a different part, maybe of the neighborhood or whatever. And now you have your second property. You can get to both of these somewhat easily because you might need to do repairs. You might need to replace a furnace, which by the way, you probably want to have some kind of a fund where you're able to take care of furnaces that break down or a new roof and different things because it's going to happen and you don't want to be stunned, shocked and go into debt to take care of these re- these repairs. You want to be prepared for them. So you get your second property and now you're buying your third house and with some of the equity from the first or the second house or perhaps with the money that you've saved up. And now you have cash flow coming from both houses. Maybe it's 300, 500, 700, 800 bucks a month from each house. And now you're getting to the point where maybe one of you doesn't actually have to have a job because you have some money coming in and you got these two investment properties and or maybe it's a part-time job for one of you. Well, that's how this couple did it. That's one way you could do it. Of course, I'm a big believer that each family's different. I believe that you get customized advice as you go to your maker and ask for help and as you talk together, but most importantly, as you listen humbly and kindly and respectively, or I guess respecting each other as you talk, that you honor each other, you listen to understand and to collaborate, that together you find solutions, great solutions, wonderful solutions, customized for your relationship, for your family. Now, this might not be anything about real estate. It might be for you guys, for you, your family. It might be something completely different. And for future episodes, I'm sure I'll be talking about the gentleman who collected history and collected cards and bought and sold baseball and basketball, different types of cards. I'll talk about other people that invested in different things. Notice this isn't about stocks, bonds, 401ks, that type of thing. It's about investing in everyday things as well, being wise, coming together, figuring out solutions together. Good luck.